it's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted, independent, American Standard Air dealer. Owner Chris Wedekin sells the ductless Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, which is a great option to heat and cool individual spaces while blending into the decor. If you want your poker room to be dressed up, you could take a vinyl wrap and put on these. If you like the more modern look, they have styles in black, silver, and pearl white that would be more aesthetically pleasing for your rooms. Find out more at absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted, independent, American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. We have some absolutely intellectual super giants running our country. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Uh, Kamala Harris. President Biden has now thanked her for being a woman at three separate events. And the scary thing is, Tony, Kamala may not be the worst of our problems when it comes to people making choices. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Tony Kennett in for Casey today. Kevin is here. And yesterday, Alejandro Mayorkas, he is the Department of Homeland uh, Security Secretary. Mm, Yes, yes, yes. He was in front of the Congress talking about the border. And I don't know if you're aware, TK, but, uh, well, there's a lot of illegal immigrants crossing the border these days. Doesn't DHS run the border? Yeah, there's Homeland to. Security. Sure. The border's a part of the homeland that we are supposed to secure, right? Yes, that's correct. Good. Yes. I was worried I wasn't paying attention. No, you're spot on all grammar. of that. Okay. And uh, every year we were having record numbers of illegal immigrants crossing, over two million. Yeah, uh, more in the last year than all four years of Trump's presidency. Yeah, it's not good. And it turns out, TK, that if indeed you uh, basically tell people we are the party of illegal immigration... And and people understand that you're likely not to secure the border or send them back and you're going to give them benefits well they really will probably want to come to your country mm, yeah that's true Very um true. so he was in front of congress yesterday uh, katie Britt, she's a senator from alabama was questioning the department of homeland security secretary and he tk as you will hear went out of his way time and time and time again to avoid calling it a crisis at the u.s border First, uh, do you believe that there is a crisis at the southwest border? Um, uh, Ranking Member Britt, I think there is a very serious challenge at the southern border, as I have articulated. Yes, sir. Are you willing to call it a crisis? I consider it a very significant challenge, and I am focused on the substance of the issue and the devotion of resources most effectively to address the challenge that we confront as a country. Yes, sir. He will not use the word. And it is a, this is what should enrage people, is that we have a government that is so politically driven, and this happens when Republicans are in charge, too, that they will not just say the most obvious, honest thing because they're worried, well, that might be used against us and politically make us look bad, instead of doing their job. I mean, here's the uh, here, here's the, the, the thing that they don't... Here's the thing that libs don't want you to know. The minute you call something a crisis, you can actually call up constitutional provisions. The government is allowed to do certain things at crisis points. In fact, did you know that the United States has actually gone into northern Mexico several times wow. to secure parts of the region and defeat cartels with Mexican governmental permission? Yeah. Now, the United States could secure its border if a crisis were declared. Uh, at this point, we can really just say that it's pretty much everyone's fault. The border's a mess. Let's just get the thing solved. Maybe trafficking children is something we should take a look into since we're going to say that we care so deeply about mass shootings. Maybe but, the children... But the, rea- the reality is they don't... They, being the Democrats, do not want the border secured because they see these people, these illegal immigrants, even if they are not ultimately allowed to vote, 
a future generation of reliably Democrat voters who will largely be dependent upon government and government services. Which is really funny because when you look at uh, the way that the left is currently mandating their social issues, it's directly in opposition to what a lot of these immigrants from uh, whether legal or illegal believe. Uh, I don't care if she's legal or illegal. If you try to tell a traditional Catholic Spanish woman that her child can turn into 15 genders and a pony, she's not going to vote for you. (laughs) She's not. I I have yet to see uh, one immigrant family from Nicaragua be okay with the pride parade slinging dildos down the street. So you're going to see, and there are two different Democrat parties right now that are trying to pull the yeah. 90s Labor Democrat Party really wants illegal immigration to come in and vote from very Chicago-style politics. The new hyper-progressive gender identity critical race theory left is very unappealing to these groups. And so it, it's kind of creating a lot of uh, tension in uh, the party. He also, he being Mayorkas, also spoke with Iowa Congressman Ashley Henson, and it is a very, it is the board Border is very dangerous, not just for the people that are crossing and then the citizens of this country who uh, live in a country then where we have millions of people who we have no idea who they are, where they came from or what their intentions are. But it's extremely dangerous for the people who work for the federal government down there, whose job a few people left, whose job it is to secure the border down there. And here, Mayorkas, he has no idea how dangerous it is for the dangerous it is for those people. But are you aware Uh, of the number of Americans who have been killed or attacked by illegal immigrants? It should be an absolute priority for you not only to know that number, but to know names of these victims. Are you aware of the number of CBP agents who have been attacked or assaulted in the line of duty at the southern border since you took office? So as I was um, uh, as I was answering um, your prior question, uh, we um, removed and expelled approximately one point four million. Sir, the number is eleven hundred eleven hundred attacks on CBP agents at our southern border. That is from precisely we are twenty three. Again, it's the same thing in which you just, instead of owning the problem, right, we should all want from our government, whether you're Democrat, Republican, and no matter who's in charge, Democrat, Republican, that if we see something that we can all agree is a big deal, which we should be able to all agree that millions of people illegally entering this country and having no idea who they are is a big deal. And many of them, as you have spelled out, as we've spelled out many times, are violent, very dangerous people who are here for one reason seek kill destroy and profit that we should want that addressed we should want to make sure that the people who are involved in protecting us are taken care of and they will not give an inch because they are convinced it's going to be used against them politically which it should be because you're not doing your job it's amazing how much of a disregard our politicians have for those who are serving down at the southern border individuals and by the way not just those on border patrol but those at local fire and medical centers in towns along the border who are constantly overloaded, overwhelmed with all of the influx, the chaos that has gone on on those southern border towns. It is a terrible situation. Hundreds, if not hundreds of uh, tens of thousands, probably would be the best estimate of Americans put their lives on the line every day to try to keep the southern regions of the United States functional and safe. And it is so irresponsible. Mayorkas, well, actually, we expelled it. No, I have the number right here for you, Mayorkas. It's 1,100 were harmed in the active duty of defending this country at the southern border. Uh, One more clip here. So I don't know if you were aware of this, Tony, but their bright idea, they being the Biden administration, their bright idea to help kind of stop the amount of people coming to the border is that uh, people applying for asylum, they created an app 
for them because, well, you know, many of those people have regular access to Internet. I mean, if you're coming from a third world country, access to Internet, cellular telephones, smartphones, probably readily at your uh, your disposal. Um, they created an app for these people and said, well, hey, don't come to the border. If you just fill out this app and then you kind of congregate down there in Mexico, we'll get back to you when it's your time. <laughs> You're oh, done. So you, I love, I love it. You can have it one of two ways. So apparently they're they're desperate. They're fleeing for their lives. It's it's war. It's yes. famine. It's evil. It's horrible. But yet you have time to fill out like a, a State Farm Geico <laughs> app on the way up. Like, what is your gender? Male, female? Prefer not to say. How fast would you say you're running to the southern border? Would you consider yourself? woke how woke would you consider yourself like that that's the app they're filling out you know snapshot like snap a shot of the trail you're walking on to the border really this is what some genius millennial came up with in this office i tell you that's a staffer millennial idea give them an app well it turns out and this is really going to surprise you that the app has a whole bunch of flaws in it and it's amazing oh oh, whoa a government website or app that doesn't work you mean every one of them since obamacare what a shocking surprise. Yeah, and Corinne John Beer had a press conference yesterday and she tried to explain that away. The policies that we have put forward uh, has has had an effect. I understand that there's glitches in the app. That is something that we're always looking at, uh, something that we always want to make sure that we fix and deal with the issues because we want to make it easier uh, for migrants to apply and to go through this process. But again, the policies are working. We would like to do more. Um, they'd like to do more. They'd love to help you out. Uh, we're, we're from the government, and we're here to glitch out your smartphone you totally have as you're crossing the Tabasco Desert. <laughs> All right. Uh, when we come back, property tax bills showing up. Mm. They are looking exactly as we told you they were going to look. Funny how math works, isn't it? People are raging, um, and many people are saying now, and we'll hear this in the voicemails later, you know, what can we do? What should we be doing? Well, the number one thing that you should be doing is writing your state rep and your state senator and demanding he or she get off their ass and do something. And when we come back, somebody uh, sent me a sample. They sent me their email that they sent, and I thought it was pretty good. And if you'd like to use some of this, the person said, certainly feel free. I thought it was a pretty good articulation of the frustration that people are feeling. And if you're saying, well, what would I even say? We'll read you somebody's when we come back. It's Kendall and Casey show. Oh, yeah, it's my turn to go out. Casey's not here today. It's the Kendall and Casey show on 93 (laughs) WIBC. Tony Kennett in for Casey. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. An only child alone and wild, a cabinet maker's son. That's it. Show's over today. Let's let it roll. It's just so beautiful. (laughs) It's the Kendall and Casey Show. 93 WIBC. Uh, I'm Rob. Tony Kennett in for Casey today. That's Kev. That was Dan Fogelberg. Here in the studio, apparently. (laughs) Oh, 
leader of the band, one of the 10 greatest songs ever written. But anyway, one of the things that is not great is the property tax situation. The bills are showing up. They were, as we told you, they were going to be a year ago, which is for many people, a massive increase in property taxes. The Indiana Republican Party knew about this a year ago. And here's the thing, Tony. We keep saying a year ago. We've been now getting emails and phone calls from people who've been saying, look, this has been going on not quite to this level, but it's been going on since 2018. We we have people who their property taxes have doubled since 2018. This is not a new thing in which property taxes are going up, not because of tax policy by county or or school or or the you know town or city politicians those are happening too but because of this assessed value scam where you pay more in taxes because of something you're not monetizing because of something some guy down the street from you did which is sell his his or her home it's time to start bribing the property assessor, guys. Everyone out there, find your local property assessor. Uh, I'm just kidding. Please don't blackmail. Or- <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so, uh, keep going. You, you guys should have seen Rob's face for the second. Just just me on the air, you know, advocating for felonies. It's it's a it's what a Wednesday, a Thursday. Well, I mean, but at this point, it is so ridiculous that pe- the fixed income people are paying double in some cases what they were paying. I mean, five years ago, it's, we're not it's ta- quite. Heinous. We're not talking during the Reagan administration here. We're talking about 2018. 2019 and now obviously these massive increases and it's hitting so many people here throughout central indiana and we're getting a lot of things from people who ah yeah you know we we heard you when you said it and we maybe just didn't quite understand or we didn't believe you and of course the republican politicians knew it was coming at the state house the senators the the the, the house members and instead of doing the right thing which is Hey, we've got a year to fix this. Everybody, let's have one of those famed summer study All committees. All hands on board. Let's actually see if we can solve this because we have a budget surplus going on. We also have a lot of other good things going on. Of course, right now in the middle of this economic troubles, a lot of Hoosiers are living paycheck to paycheck. Maybe we ought to put our heads together and see if we can't, just for a little while, try to help Hoosiers on their property taxes. You know, instead, they spent people like Jim Lucas. Kendall's a shock jock in it for ratings. He doesn't know Wait, anything. I you say this. What is a shock? Jock. I don't know because I am not a disc jockey anymore. I'm a radio you're, talk show host. You're just a reactionary, Gary. Uh, like what? Who, who's coming up with these terms? Like, I mean, they, stop it. I love it. The, who was the guy? Was that the Christopher Judy? Is he a state rep? Is he a guy? Is that does that name sound right? I have no idea. It's well, not ringing a bell to uh, me. Uh, well, let me look that up real quick because I don't want to say that was the guy's name. And then because the one guy sent me an email or a message on Facebook at one thirty in the morning. Who knows what that person? Oh yeah, was. he's an Indiana State rep. Yeah, uh, he, District eighty three. Yes, he was very angry about my commentary on the state sandwich, and then proceeded when I told him I'm going to make you the most famous state rep in the state today. Well, it didn't work. He, because he, <laughs> he yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, he, he backpedaled out and goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now I agree with you on a lot of things, and I'd love to get together with you. And magically, we never. Uh, we never got together. Um, these people chose to fight with me for having the audacity to tell you, the listening audience, hey, your taxes are about to go up. And they chose to, to go after me and say terrible things about me and fight with me at you know 12, 15 at night rather than do their jobs. And Here's now the why. bills are here. Here's why. They believe that they have the Republicans of Indiana in the bag. They believe that the average Hoosier will just not even care about May 10 primary, not even care about going out and voting in the primaries, but that when the general election rolls around in November, they'll vote 
vote red straight ticket and vote for Republicans. Who cares? They'll, they'll do whatever. We can just kind of deal with it. What they don't want is the left to say that they're bad. You don't want to take some of this budget surplus and not give it to education. I mean, you, you don't want to hurt the local government, quote Jim Lucas. You don't want to hurt the schools, do you? They don't actually want to be held accountable. Uh, you know, even uh, uh, at the first of the year when we were saying there is no plan, people like Lucas, on because, of course, he's always on Facebook. How do you know there is no plan? Well, the bills are here. What was the plan? Okay, well, then give me a plan then. How do I know there's no plan? You know what you do? You respond, hey, here's our plan. You don't say, well, how do you know that there's not a plan? <laughs> I could have it in my left shoe. Do you? No. Well, then why are we having this conversation? Cough up the plan or shut up. So people are now saying, well, what can we do? And the answer very clearly is to bombard, and I say this in a peaceful manner, but you have to bombard your senators and House members with emails and phone calls. And if you're saying, well, I've never done this before, well, now is the time to start. There's still your money. It, this is crisis mode. There is no plan to fix this issue. Now, they have some things they're throwing out there that are saying, well, it might pr- provide you some momentary relief. Well, but it's not going to relieve what they've already done, and it will not relieve the continual never-ending system that punishes you and steals money from you on something you're not monetizing and something you're being punished for something someone else did. And it's something that many Hoosiers aren't even going to catch because it's automatically taken out of their mortgage Bingo. payments monthly. And Bingo. so the state is screwing you over unnecessarily, not that it's ever necessary to screw over a taxpayer, but in this case it's extra unnecessary because of the budget surplus and yet I guess we're all just supposed to grin and bear it because you don't notice it. It's like a subscription monthly. It just comes out you don't even wear. It's like, it's state flicks. So I guess that Indiana now just gets to short you and if you, you if you question them about it, if you say, hey, why are my property taxes going up? Why didn't you do anything? They go after you and say, oh, you're just a shock jog. You don't care about local governments. We were 100% right. So this uh, people say, well, what can I do? You have to write, you have to call, you have to do it today, you have to do it now. It's very easy to find your state rep and state senator. It takes two minutes to do this. And a lot of people say, well, what, what, sh- what should I say? What should I do? What should I write about? And somebody who lives in the same district that I do, I don't know if you know this, Tony, my state senator, John Crane, do you know John Crane? I do know John Crane. You know, he banned, and I was told this specifically by a staffer of his, he banned his staffers from communicating with me because of how bad I make him look on this radio show on a consistent basis. Oh, the Indy Star Kennett policy. Nice. <laughs> so I have no, I literally have taxation without representation. Congratulations. At this point. So, but this person is uh, represented by, same people I am, John Crane, also Jeff Thompson. Do you know Jeff Thompson? I also do. He, he has risen up the ladder of Republican politics because his daddy was very important and he has been there since the earth was young and he is now the head of Ways and Means who writes the tax policy. Yeah, my daddy was just a farmer and a factory worker. I got shorted. Well, if your daddy had spent years as an elected official in the Indiana State House and you kept your mouth shut and did whatever the top brass told you to do, you could rise to the head of ways and means as well. Jeff Thompson did it, and he has the personality and IQ of a potted plant. So you, Tony, could also achieve this. Oh, anyway, someday, someday. This is what the person wrote to both of these people, and I would like to share it, and people can free, feel free to use any part of this they'd like. The person said, great. Uh, I thought this was very well written. We did the love mail, because even though it's mean, I love it. Nice. Key of A major. I received my property tax bill in the mail today. And to say I'm shocked would be a gross understatement. How long have you known that senior citizens like myself would be hit with these outrageous bills? I have not heard one word from you over the past month about this issue. I can only assume that your silence, in your silence, that you just don't care. You and your so-called Republican colleagues have become the party 
of big government and high taxes. You stupidly follow the lead of your rhino governor rather than standing up to him. Well, this is going to cost you. If you think we will just forget about this come next election, you are in for a huge surprise. You've now proven to me you are a weak man who just follows the lead of your pals, even when it hurts your constituents. If you make the mistake of running for your election, I will work tirelessly to see that you were defeated. And yes, I will even vote for a Democrat, because seriously, what is the difference? By backing this theft for me and my fellow Hoosiers, it is clear you belong in the Department of Corrections. Tony, inspirational thoughts. I thought that was pretty good. I mean, I I, I would like to point out that the, for all of the representatives that might be listening right now to the sultry sounds of my NPR-esque voice, uh, you could have prevented this by simply communicating to taxpayers. And I mean communicating with them on the lower level. I know a lot of you guys are lawyers, and you think that because you sat in a law classroom that like you can just ignore people who have questions and concerns. Well, you wouldn't understand down there the not. No, I worked with Ken Nunn, you see. And, 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 no, you, you can just explain <laughs> did just things. Hear, did I just hear a, I worked with Ken Nunn? you see? Well, you know, <laughs> law offices, they think they're so grand and special. You can explain things to your constituents. Here's my hot take. A bad teacher could not explain difficult concepts to kids. A bad legislator cannot explain their actions in layman's terms to the taxpayer. You serve the taxpayer, not the other way around. And while you may get in front of everyone at your Lincoln Day dinner, your Memorial Day parade, and whatever Indiana-esque thing that you promote yourself at, and tell everyone that you care about them, if you don't spend time communicating from your office and whatever staff or interns you hired from IUPUI to actually do their job and communicate to your constituents, you shouldn't be in office. You know how many questions I've turned down about my policy prescriptions as a journalist and as a, as a pundit? Zero. Every question deserves to be answered because I'm the one putting forth policy prescriptions. That's how it works. That's so well done. It's Tony Kennett, Kev's here. I'm Rob. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Voicemails coming up next. Okay, question, guys. How would you feel if you lost out on $111,000 in retirement income? Well, get this. 96% of Americans lose out on an average of $111,000 in Social Security income. And it's because they claim their benefits at the wrong time. Guys, it's Rob, and you could learn how you could avoid this potential mistake with a free Social Security analysis from Bill Demery, your retirement guy right here in Indy. Casey and I trust Bill Demery so much, we are now clients of Bill Demery. If you've saved at least $200,000 and have not filed for Social Security, schedule your free analysis by calling 317-932-9912. Bill does all the heavy lifting for you, and he won't charge you a dime. Call 317-932-9912. That's 317-932-9912. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. 
317-684-8444. That's the phone number, 317-684-8444. I'm Rob. Tony Kennett is here. And for Casey today, Kev's here. Voicemails. Uh, My favorite segment. Variety of topics people wanted to weigh in on today. And one lady, she had on about three or four things. And I think she summed it up right at the very end. We're just living in a clown world. Hey, Robin Casey. I'm just calling to um, let you know what's going on in my county. I live on the West Coast, and uh, we had an article in the paper. Uh, paper, that shows how old I am. Uh, article came out yesterday that our county is getting the next round of COVID relief funds and the tune of almost $60 million. And our county wants to use those funds to um, upgrade our county jail. Not give it to the business owners that were shut down, of course, but to upgrade the jail, which isn't that old. And then um, listening to your program about your situation in your state with the transgender bill, we're just living in clown world. That is all I can explain it as. It's just clown world. And to top it off, I went into a very popular coffee place that we all know of the other day, ordered a black coffee, and I was told I could no longer order black coffee. I had to call it coffee without cream. I simply walked out. I'm done with this. (laughs) That's odd. Clown world. I feel like we should have like the the honking the nose sound ready to go. It's, It's so true. It's, what do you say? It, it's uh, it's just it's amazing how quickly society has devolved, and in many ways we've we've allowed it to happen. Right? Apathy. Apathy is right. the drug that killed the United States. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, another phone call. A guy commenting about what's going on in the country, and uh, you know how you how I really ask you the question: how, how do you even deal with the left? I don't know. A long time listener. I'll never call. I love you guys. I love you, Kendall. Love you, KC. Kendall, you're amazing. Uh, I'm a conservative libertarian myself. I just sit back and I look at everything going on, and I feel like the government is pushing towards a Marxist agenda. I mean, we just look at everything that's going on in this country. It's the denigration of this nation, and it's obviously intentional. Everything's going to hell in a handbasket, and we all just sit back and we can't do nothing about it. And I don't think it's right. I don't know how we how we combat this when nobody on the left wants to listen to reason. What's obvious to most of us, they're oblivious to it. You you know, it's a we talk about this a lot, Tony. It's a mixture of things. He's right. The left is insane. But the left, but you need to understand, the left is operating from a standpoint because you always have to understand, you know, in order to combat something, you have to understand what you're dealing with. Right. They hate this country. Yes. They believe the country is inherently evil from its inception, and they don't want to reform America or make America a better place. They want to burn America to the ground and build it up in some twi- twisted, sick, bizarro image. I mean, it's been tried in other places throughout right. the history of the world and has never worked. But they believe that is their end goal. You can't, 
you can't try to reason with those people because they don't want the same thing that you want. No, and so do the establishment Republicans who keep trying to reason and, and look good in front of, of the left. I, I continue to ask why. Who are you trying to impress? Why, why are you trying to be something that you say that you're not for them? To answer his question, though, what do you do? Uh, I would say this kind of means two things. Number one, if you're asking what your elected representatives should do, you need to find a leader. And then we talked about this earlier on Statehouse Happenings, yeah. I believe, today, that can both cite the data and be intelligent, not make a fool out of themselves, but also be a bit of a firebrand and be willing to tell the media, be willing to tell the left, no, it's not going to be a thing. Then, and this is what every individual who's listening to this needs to do, you got to get active in the primaries. You just have to. I hear a lot, I, I heard that eye roll out there, driving on that card on 700 West. I saw you roll your eyes right there. <laughs> don't don't lie. You think, oh, it's just a primary, what can I do? You really, If you really want things to change, get different Republicans in office. Seriously, you think that they're going to stop all of the local Republicans in Indiana from voting in the primary? No. Go find and pick better people. If you don't do that, I, I you really don't have a reason to complain. Yeah. I don't think you have a right to. You know, I think about where I live. There are zero, literally zero, contested municipal elections to vote on in a town of 30,000 people. That's pathetic. The judge is up. The clerk treasurer's up. There are three town government seats up. Everybody wants to bitch. Everybody wants to complain, but then people don't want to get involved. I got involved because I said I have an obligation to, if I'm going to complain, do something about it. And I ran, and you look at how magnanimous and charismatic I am, naturally won overwhelmingly, and then parlayed that into a successful radio career. Oh, yeah. But the point is, I did it, right? It's not hard. If I can do it, trust me. You can do it, too. But people want to complain, and they don't want to go down and put their name on a piece of paper. And at least, and I had a Little League coach who used to say, make them play the game. And what he meant by that was, to the pitcher, he'd say, make them play the game. You have to throw strikes, right? If you don't throw a strike, the kid can walk to first base. If, if you, and then by, by, by contrast, so you got to make them, make them swing the bat, make them hit the ball. On the other side, if you're a batter, if you uh, don't hit the ball, if you swing and miss... You have no chance of getting to first base. If you hit the ball in Little League, especially, kids got to field the ball, kids got to throw the ball. A million things could happen to get you to first base. You got to make them play the game. In politics, we don't make most of these people play the game. They run unopposed. These senators, run, state senators right. run unopposed. These Congress people run unopposed. These town council and city council people run unopposed. We don't make them earn anything. What Ben Franklin said is very true. You have a republic if you can keep it. And a lot of individuals think that because they're in the United States, they get to take the comfort and the easy life and they don't really have to participate in the American system. And then things get bad and they look around and go, well, what happened? Well, you sat in an easy chair for 30 years and did nothing. Yeah. Gener- the, the boomers in Generation X took the the best generation of the country after World War II, and basically a large portion of the country sat there and lived off of the rewards and benefits and taught their kids to do the same. Now the country's on fire and people are like, what happened? What can we do? We have to get involved. You have to know who's running in the primary. You have to get out there. And yet we talk to our friends and family all the time and, well, I didn't go and vote in the primary. Why? Encourage people. Near you. Host an early voting dinner party at your house. Drive over together. Fill out a ballot. I mean, what? what is it going to take you? 13 minutes max? Do your job. But you are a citizen. You have a responsibility. There is no scenario. And what you, you know who gets to sit there and do nothing? People who serve a king. Yeah. Uh, real quick, before we get to a break, somebody did call and made a good point about this whole transsexual thing if, and, and this idea that there are ge- many genders and the binaries and all the other stuff. I thought this was an interesting point. There's only two genders being offered for uh, 
for gender reassignment. You know, you can either go from a male to a female or from a female to a male, which is not possible, but that's what they're offering. They're not offering to, you know, do the surgery so you can become a binary or non-binary or a whatever the other 400,000 genders are. You can only be genderized into a male or female. I just thought that was interesting. I think that's a fair point. If there are all these different genders, then why can you only be transitioned to one or the other? I mean, I, I also find it uh, per- peculiar, let's say, that uh, originally, remember, this was sex and gender were supposed to be different. You were either born with a biological sex of male or female, yeah. and then your gender was expressive to just whatever that you want. You can see the Care Bear rainbows just streaming <laughs> out from behind. It's wonderful. However, the Associated Press released a new guide for journalists saying that there's no such thing as biological sex anymore. When you give the left an inch, they will take a mile. Yes. And and this class called it again and again and again. And pretty soon it'll be transitioning into all other wonderful kinds of things and animals and goats and children, all kinds of crap, because that's what's coming. Uh, real quick, I guess we do have time for one more. Somebody called. We have spent a lot of time the past couple of days talking about fentanyl and what's going on in this country because it is super dangerous. And I think a lot of people are asleep at the switch. Hey, Rob, shouldn't we call April 1st or April Fool's Day uh, Biden or uh, Camilla Day? Uh, and secondly, uh, the number of deaths in children from fentanyl, it's far, uh, far more than those of the gun deaths. So uh, why don't they uh, act on the fentanyl, which they are supposedly supposed to be pulling on the southern border, but fail? Okay, great shows. Thanks a lot. Bye. Border, drugs, suicide, heart issues, medical problems, and yet we're going to say, oh, well, Republicans don't care about that. Abortion killing the tens of millions that it kills per year. I'm so glad you made that point because my wife said this to me yesterday. She said, because we were watching that uh, clip of uh, Jamal Bowman and Thomas Massey, who I'm super jealous now to know you're buddies with Massey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do well, know. That's and, and the one politician I actually like, so maybe could you do a guy a solid and get him on this show at some I'll point? I'll try. I, I'll try. We follow each other on Twitter, but I don't know if that means anything. Oh, he follows you on Twitter? Oh, yes. Awesome. Um, well, why and why wouldn't he? He doesn't follow my kind. He follows Ministry of Truth, but we, we chat occasionally. <laughs> um, but he got into this run-in with Jamal Bowman, who's a lunatic left Democrat rep who was screaming in the halls of Congress yesterday. And Massey just walked him about these school shootings and presented him calmly with a bunch of facts. And the video's gone super viral. But uh, my wife was watching this video with me, and she goes, why is it that this guy is behaving like a psycho over gun violence harming kids, but will be 100% supportive of butchering children in the womb and I'm sure this guy, knowing the rest of his makeup, is probably conception to live birth on this. How do these people square this thing up that we we are so concerned about kids that we must run on all the guns? Okay, but what about the kids in the womb? Not nah, nothing for them. They tell themselves repeatedly that they're not children. And again, as for me, people like to say, well, because I'm a Christian, that that's my argument for pro-life. Actually, no. My, my being a Christian has very little to do, if anything at all, with my pro-life argument. Biologically, objectively, the moment you have brand new DNA, you are a brand new individual human being. That comes from conception, brand new DNA created at that moment of fertilization. You're brand new. You're a person. And to, to create convoluted ways to murder children so that, again, rooting for comfort so people can go out, sleep around, have as much fun as they want and not have any consequences for it has created a spaghetti bowl of horrible cultural nonsense to wade through to write policy. It's Kendall Casey Show. Tony Kennett's in for uh, Casey today. Hammer will join us coming up next. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Oh, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Tony Kennett's in for Casey today. Hammers here. It's opening day. It is opening day. I've got the Cubs Hawaiian shirt on Ugh. because the race for third place in the National yeah. League Central starts today. Now, I've told you I am boycotting <laughs> uh, baseball this year. I don't like all the stupid rule changes. They've ruined the game for me, and so I'm uh, doing that as best well, I can. That's fair because some people say you've ruined radio for them, but yet hey, you tune into this radio you've station. You've seen those ratings? I must not be ruining it for much. Uh, but uh, for many people, even though they've ruined the game with the pitch clock and the, the uh, bags, base bags, that are the size of Domino's the pizza box. bags. And, uh, Not you- basketball ring. <laughs> Come on, Ted Cruz. Step your game up here a little bit. I will be uh, not opting into Major League Baseball this year, and so they'll miss the seven cents of revenue that I generate for them. But uh, you are very excited. <laughs> well, not that the Cubs would spend any of your revenue anyway. They've got their own horrible network. They're the third largest market in the country. Uh, they're one of the signature brands in Major League Baseball. But the Ricketts family has decided they'd rather spend money on political runs in Nebraska and various other frivolous things in the neighborhood Go than cards. the actual <clears throat> baseball team. <clears throat> you can just sit over there and spin around for a second. So, <laughs> yeah, when you think of sports, you think of Tony Kennett, right? right. Sports! So... In order to set the mood here for Cardinal fans like Tony or Reds fans like a lot of folks are, my old man's a Reds fan, Cubs fans like me, here's a little uh, the best of the seventh inning stretch at Wrigley Field. I remember when Mike Didka was running a little bit late and there was questions about whether or not he was going to make it on time. He made it and this is what we got. Take me out to the ball game. was just short of saying we're going to go to South Dakota and North Dakota. <laughs> that and then, organ player deserves a medal. Uh, uh, there was smoke coming off that organ. Yeah, at that point. I think Gary, Gary Pressy is the guy, was the guy's name that played for years at, uh, at Wrigley Field. And boy, hit Howard Dean and Mike Ditka, same guy right there. Yeah! Uh, what else? <laughs> I'm glad you say Wrigley Field because if you remember when Jeff Gordon got the microphone, he called it Wrigley Stadium. Uh, and at that point, everybody just stopped and then you could slowly hear the boos starting to grow. <laughs> Chicago, it's great to be here at Wrigley Stadium. You guys ready to do this? Uh-oh. A one, a two, a three. Take me out to the ball. Take me out to the ball. Here it comes. The boos were drowning out the song. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Vedder, frontman of Pearl Jam. Oh, yes. Big Chicago Cubs guy. And I believe this was for a playoff game. And I'm just going to go on a limb here. I believe Eddie was overserved. No. Oh, one, <laughs> a two, a three. Take me out to the ballgame. Buy me some penis and crap. Oh, one. 
Did he just say buy me some male genitalia there? Well, I'm glad you bring that up. That's a great segue because failed Chicago Bears coach Matt Nagy. <laughs> the line is clearly buy me some peanuts yeah. and Cracker Jack. But I'm willing to bet that's not what he said here. And a one, a two, a three. Take me out to the You heard that, right? Yeah, it was indisputable. That was not peanuts. Yeah. That was penis. And he sounded very sober when he said that, which... Uh, I didn't even know if Wrigley I were to describe was in Las Vegas. That's new to me. <laughs> if I were to describe Matt Nagy's play calling and general coaching ability, that might be the word I'd use. But last and certainly not least, if you're seeding a March Madness style bracket yep. of the greatest seventh inning stretches of all time by celebrity conductors at Wrigley Field, ladies and gentlemen, Ozzy Osbourne. together it is indeed opening day may your team in a highly sped up game with base bags the size <laughs> bags. Of get ready pizza. pal here comes some base bags i mean these new rule changes they suck right the, the shanty shift thing the uh you can only you got to face three batters the uh, limiting the pickoff throws i mean they are this stinks i mean uh, to, I don't to, like be, Jim, to be jim no. Moore, this i mean this sucks if you don't want to ground out to the shift, hit the ball the other way. Right. Let out a bunt the other way. I, I mean, it's so... The people that created these rules don't like and watch baseball to begin with. No. So why ruin it for the folks that are actually vested into the product? And you have... You're a baseball guy, so you will, I think, back me up on this. No one in the history of ever went to a baseball game and was and said... That game is just too long. Right. Sitting out here in the sun drinking beer and hot dogs with my friends and family. <laughs> this needs to hurry the hell up. You know who they're doing this for? They're doing this for people like Phil Sanchez. That's who they're appeasing with this. <laughs> they're losing me, and they're trying to make people like Phil Sanchez uh, happy because he loves all this stuff. He's all over. Everything's great with Phil Sanchez, and they are ruining it for me to appease newsmen like Phil Sanchez. I love Phil taking some heat today. Well, I just have had enough of it. I really like <laughs> Phil, and he's very nice to me. But So far, I've heard Ken Nunn and Phil Sanchez <laughs> taking shrapnel I'll here. I'll say it again. Today. I'll say, hey, one thing we can agree on, though, to the Brewers getting beat half to death. Uh, there we go. That's one thing we can all agree hey, on. Hey, real quick, the big announcement from the Motor Speedway. Yeah, Brian Adams doing Carb Day, Soul Asylum opening up. Oh. Brian Adams is the main attraction for Carb Day. This is a good Carb Day show. I'm good with this. He's got a lot of hits. He does. He's one of those dudes where you just think Summer of 69, mm-hmm. but then you realize, oh, I forgot about Cuts Like a Knife, and I forgot about all these other songs, and that's going to be the perfect Carb Day show. You going to go? 
I went last year, and I have to take a day off of work. So I don't know if I'm going to do that this year. You know, vacation days are at a premium for me when you're carrying the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and you don't know if your coworker's going to show up or not. It could be the Tony Kennett and Rob Kendall uh, afternoon show that so day. It's a crapshoot. But no, I went last year, and um, I don't know if I'll go this year, but I'll be at the uh, 500 for sure. I think the best thing you ever did, two things, Andretti Petty are famous for spaghetti. <laughs> and when you sent your former producer Ari out in for great moments in lying and were asking them just ridiculous, stu- random people, ridiculously stupid things that never happened, and they were responding to them as though, yes, they actually did happen, and I have these feelings about them. Where were you when Nigel Laskowski <laughs> won the Indianapolis 500? <laughs> Didn't he drink a bottle of Jim Beam? Do you remember when he slammed the milk and drank Jim Beam and lit up a cigarette? Uh, Nigel Laskowski, former Formula One driver. Yeah, and it was a Indy 500. And it was a Newport. Everyone's like, what are you doing smoking a Newport after you won the 500? And all these people, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Me and my dad were there. We, We were talking about it. Every year I look forward to the 500, so you guys will play great moments in lying. Uh, what's coming up this afternoon? WIBC legend Dave the King yeah! Wilson. Let's go. He's back. Yes! He's going to join us this afternoon. And you, Rob Kendall, off the rails. Bobby Heenan talk. Let's go. I can't wait. It's Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC. Yeah,